That was from um, Mission, Mission Impossible. This is Impossible, huh? I, ha- I have that soundtrack. Oh, yeah? On CD. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Didn't they also have like <laughs> Limp Biscuit on that soundtrack? They did. The, they uh, did. It was track one was Limp Biscuit because it was the, uh, Take a Look Around by Limp Biscuit. And, and that's the one that, I don't know what it was. Oh, or something. Oh, now I know, I know why, why you want to hate me. me. Cause say it's all for the dream. And they sample, and they sample the uh, Mission Impossible thing. Yeah. Hey, I'm gonna go on record since this is pre recorded. I I fucks with Limp Bizkit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Wait, did you listen to the new record? I did listen to like two or three tracks. Those fucking riffs by yeah. Wes Born are fucking insane. Yeah. And then like, cause I love seeing like. Do you, tutorials of how to play riffs and like people doing covers of songs because um, i see it and i'm like fuck i wish i can play that you know, to that level i feel and, like the bass lines in limp Bizkit are kind of kind of intricate they're kind of underrated yeah definitely underrated there's this other podcast called the um uh the pod cast or something like that um, that's funny the pod is it is it the band no well, so it's some dudes from two <laughs> different they're two different podcasts and they do a new metal. Oh, I kind of talked to you, but they do a new metal uh, podcast. And what they do is like each month they pick one quote unquote new metal like album and they kind of like review it and say what the pop culture was around the area. Mm. And they did one on the number one was the um, significant other. They're saying like this is maybe like, yeah, the most important new metal album because it's the one that really broke the, the genre. Yeah. Uh, with, like, I, I mean, I think shit. I feel like that and like. I feel like corn kind corn, of broke. Well, follow corn, the probably, too. yeah, exactly. Corn and that. Because no, like you're Lincoln right Park. though. Because, well, but yeah, Lincoln Park for sure. But Lincoln Park was already kind of like what, like three or four years after. Yeah, Biscuit was already like on top of the world. Like what ninety nine they did. Remember they did the New Year's thing. Oh, I fucking love that. Woodstock ninety nine. Yeah. And Nuki was already yeah. I think because yeah. that came out in ninety. Yeah, because follow the leader came out like a ninety eight ninety seven. And then Dookie, but yeah, even though I think Corn Follow Leader kind of like was special with like Got the Life and shit, I think that kind of put music on the radar. But I think Limp Bizkit made it more accessible. It made it more. Um, well, because it wasn't. More uh, tailored to the general public. The image helped. Yeah, that's true. It was less about being scary and more about being like all athletic wear. It kind of. Kind of angry. Almost. Pretty much the same as rap hip hop attire. From, yeah, absolutely. From the same era, like not very different from what like G Unit or like that kind of yeah, era of like rap. Uh, that era with like um, baggy ass clothes. Yeah, like Fat Farm and like puffy ass jacket. Puffy, yeah, or puff or like Sean Sean and shit like that. But oh, you mean literal puffy? Yeah, they're <laughs> P Diddy. You mean you trademark puffy? Yes, yes. <laughs> um, but they were saying they're they were making this thing where um they said that the reason Limp Bizkit is so interesting is because Fred Durst he's a mediocre singer lyricist. Yeah, that makes sense. But like Wes Burnley is an amazing guitar player. Yeah, the Sam what I I can't remember his his name, but the bass player is fucking amazing. Drummer Otto whatever is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. DJ Lethal, historically yeah. also a very successful musician. 
So he's just surrounded himself with a very successful group. Yeah. And if you think about it, the only thing you really remember about Limbisca is like how fucking dope that song is because of the musically. Yeah. Lyrics is like, mm, I'm not going to yeah, sing along to Not this always shit. the best. Yeah. I agree. He's kind of a, he's not your, uh, to tie it into the jersey, he's not Joe Montana. He's more like a, a Trent Dilfer. Yeah. He's a game manager that'll get you through the Super Bowl. But it's because everyone else is so good. good. Yeah. He's just doing enough. <laughs> yes. Whereas, like, he's not, like, the guy who's going to take the team and put him on his back. Like, yeah, yeah. He's holding up his end of the table, He's, but he ain't holding the whole table. He He's not fucking, uh, what's his face? Um, Uncle, Tom Brady. Uncle he's, Rico. He's not Tom, Tom Brady carrying the freaking bucks. Yeah, he's to not Super Tom Bowl. Brady. He's more like, um, who's a New Yorker? More like Carol Brady. That's stupid. It took too long. I'll take it. Anyways, Limp Biscuit. How are you doing today, bro? Pretty good. I think I'm going to start a Limp Biscuit cover band called Carol Brady. Carol Brady. No. No one understands the reference. It doesn't make sense. There is yeah. no understanding. Mm. I'm doing good. I didn't know if we were going to start. Here, move a little closer to me. I'm looking at the frame here. Oh, okay. That's there better. There yeah. we go. Okay. A little hey. cozier. Hey. Kind of got a nice matchup thing going on. We got red and purple and white. It looks good. Yeah, it looks we're good. Off. We're contrasting. I like it. I like it. I'm looking straight at the camera also because, damn, we look good. We do. We look clean. We look happy. We look nourished. I'm nourished. I nourished. had to go I like that. I like that. All right, that. now, I guess we can start now. I thought we were already. Oh, we were already rolling? I yeah. Guess, I, why not? Let's just make it organic. This is a conversation. This is what we're doing. We're somewhat <laughs> catching up. We didn't even do the question, though. That's why I was oh. like, should we open up, then do the question? Let's do the question. So just because we, we, we hyped it up already. So yeah. let me. Um, but I saw what the question was, so we're gonna pick a different number, unfortunately. But no, that's fine. So for today, for <laughs> our question, for huh? icebreaker, it, it got too real. Here, let me show you what it what it was. Seven sixty nine. I'm gonna read it. No, no, I won't read it. <laughs> we talked about that. Yeah, yeah. Behind, You're like, all right, we already did that. Too. Jerry did that. <laughs> anyway, too relevant. Too, wow. No. Um, for any of the listeners out there, um. As you all know, I am a I am a teacher, and our our staff or our leadership team or administration shared this book with a thousand and one questions, and you know it was a great way to ice break. So if you all ever want like a copy of this or want to check it out, um, just reach out to us. Reach out to me. I'll be more than happy to send you a copy of it digitally, of course, because <laughs> you know you know digital. Um, living but in the we are di- living in the edge world. of tomorrow. Yeah. So it's cool because it, it like each like there's different categories for different types of question. You just tell a person, hey, you know, give me a number between one and one thousand and one, and then the question is, it's the question. So Coop, let's, let's give us a try. Why don't you give me a number between one and a thousand one? Uh, how about how about um, why not six sixty nine? 669 all right scrolling up scrolling up and the reason we're we're sticking with the 69 is because this is the 69th episode and it's my favorite sexual position there you go 669 can't go wrong what do you hope to discover beyond the grave wow shit that got real hopefully not a 69 <laughs> six, six what do you hope to discover beyond the grave 
Oh, what do I hope to discover beyond the grave? What? The, I don't even know what the fuck that means, Danny. That is so vaguely painting a picture in my head. Listen, like, we're just going to go with the, si- no, no, with the no, next I'm one. not mocking you, uh-huh. but like, let's figure No, no, no. We're sticking with this. Okay. We're going to make fine. this work. It's commitment. What the fuck? Okay. So I'm going to answer how I feel like beyond the grave means because what do I hope to discover beyond the grave? So that means what do I hope to discover when I die? Yeah. Okay. It just sounds so funny. Like I'm going to die through the dirt. Like beyond the grave. There's the fucking when I rise passage. through the dirt. It's a fucking door to like the the secret garden. What do I hope to discover? What do I what do I hope to discover when I die? When I hope when I die, I hope that we do go to this oasis that isn't necessarily like an oasis or a, an island or a tr- paradise. I want it to be tan- I want it to be tailored to all, the individual. I hope when mm. we go, we get this thing that's um it's going to sound depressing because we already know about it. Yeah. So it's basically going to be a subconscious heaven for us. And that sounds so unattractive when I put it that way. But basically what I'm hoping for is I get the pretty awesome, surreal. um, I get to go hang out with people um, that I wouldn't have seen in my regular human life. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe go talk to a bear. Yeah. um, Basically. Jump on a horse. When you say that, it reminds me of Happy Gilmore's Happy Place. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I have a very childish, euphoric image of what heaven would be. Yeah. It would be silly. It would be fun, silly. But I don't know if I'd want everyone there. And does that make me a bad person? Well, no. Well, here's the thing, though, because it's catered to you. And because I love your answer, I'm actually going to steal that answer, too. It, what I want to discover is also, like, uh, that there's there's peace like i want yeah. just to have peace and just be restful whatever it is whatever my soul whatever goes so i like the idea of like this you for this like utopia society utopian society that's catered to your likings and people you love and shit but since it's all in your imagination it doesn't necessarily mean is that person's spirit right is that it's just your spirit psyche. How you remember that is a copy. It's your brain. Yeah, it's your brain. Uh, I know. And see, so, and that's just uh, like part of me. But then, okay, but then you're not alive anymore. So are we going to be as um, consciously aware? Fuck, I don't know. Or are we just going to be all blissfully into it? Because that's Mm. the thing. Our soul is going to change when we die. Yeah. We're living... Our soul is made up of what we're living in in our body as well right now. So mm-hmm. I don't know spiritually if I'm going to be the same person. Hopefully I'm better. May not be. Um, no, I'm kidding. But you know, I think I could see myself being a mischievous spirit though. Like if I don't get sent to heaven and I'm stuck in the middle, mm-hmm. I'd be I'd definitely be fucking with people. Um, yeah. But I I don't know. I think what I want, like you said, it's peace. Um. And man, isn't it funny how cocky we are with like our idea of heaven? Like, as if like, you know, how much money do you have to spend in in like human life to like get treated like um like a sultan or like mm-hmm. have a, have any kind of vacation tailored to you? Like the thousands of dollars and time yeah. it takes to get that. But we're assuming that each individual gets that when we die. Like, yeah, holy shit, we're we're fucking that important. We're so materi- <laughs> materialistic, dude. But it's crazy because. I'm, that's the part of me that thinks like enjoy your life. Yeah. Because what if you don't get that like yeah. unicorn to ride off in the sunset? You know what if, what if that is it? So yeah, it, it just, Debbie Downer, but no, but it's true. Is you cannot depend. Here's the thing: 
everybody's always talking about you have to think about the future. You have to, you know, move up and like think about the future and you always want like the next your next quote unquote goal. Right. But how do you know if you're not really living in that goal or you're really living your your goal or your future or something? So yeah, in a way you do have to live have to be planned for the future just because there's always gonna be bumps in the future. Yeah. But you, you need to enjoy the like now. Live in the present. Yeah, you have to live in the present also with conscious and within moderation. Yeah. But you know, and that and that's and that's like I had that epiphany the other time like a few drunken nights I've been drinking the old beer again and mm-hmm. um no, I've been like emotional at times because I was just thinking like Sometimes I'm so like, oh, I wish I had things or I, why don't, why am I not doing this with my life? And then I think, man, in 10 years, I'm going to be looking back with, those were the golden years. Those were the years I enjoyed doing yeah. things and I was trying all these things and learning and it wasn't all about like corporate crap or materials. It was more about just the, like the sport, you know? And yeah. so then sometimes I need that perspective to tell me like, stop being a little bitch and enjoy yourself, enjoy life, enjoy the fact that you're complaining, um, about something that if you told someone else, they might think you're stupid. And if that's the case, then maybe it is stupid. Mm-hmm. And maybe you're just thinking about something too much, you know? And that happens all the time. Like, I got to remind myself to get out of the stupid rut. Stop comparing myself to people. That's what we do, man. Unfortunately, all we, we do, do is compare ourselves to other people. Like, yeah. even if it's positive, we're comparing ourselves to Gandhi. We're comparing ourselves to Gary V. We're comparing ourselves to Tom Brady or Serena Williams or or Vanessa Williams. No, I'm kidding. The, the less favorite Williams sister. Well, no, she's the singer. Oh, who but am I, I mean, Venus. Oh, Venus. No, I said Vanessa, though. Oh. I didn't say Venus. Okay, you were half listening, Damn. but it's okay. She might be a sister. <laughs> I heard Williams. I'm like, oh yeah, that's look at look at me being all stereotypical. Oh, you must be the same last name. Oh, no, it, it, she's also black. You're good. <laughs> um, but no, I I think <laughs> I think you're. I absolutely agree with you, dude. Like we. We as a society like to compare ourselves, and especially with the power of like social media and shit. And Christ, yeah, yeah. No, we 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 definitely <laughs> power of Christ it only compels you, bro. Um, the with social media and shit, it always like people only like to post to good things, you know. Yeah, and and, and it's kind of gloaty sometimes. Yeah, and I'm I'm, yeah. I'm guilty of that yeah, too. I'm yeah. not gonna put fucking a picture of me in in. In my social media, when I'm fucking stressed out, or Dude, I want to do that now. Like if I'm having a bad day, I'll be like, "Hey, Steph, take a picture of me with my head and my shoulders in the corner." Yeah, like how lame is that? It, you know, it's lame. But you know what? I think we need to be more. Because, like, okay, if you look at my, I always used to post like, "Oh, I'm," you know, or checking in like in different places. And this one person always told me like, "Oh, oh man, you always travel so much." Blah blah. blah. I'm like, yeah, but. I also work hella hard, but no one wants to see, no one wants to float, wants to show off how much you're working. Yeah. Um. So I, I think also as listeners and something, as a friend also I'm telling you, and something that took me a while to um, to think about is, or to realize is people are only posting the good things because that's what we like to brag about and that's what we like to remember. But you also need to understand that, is is fake in order for you to get to that good place to get to that happy place you have to go through the shit first yeah 
And um, and that's the part that nobody wants to talk about. And, that's, and I think if people were more real and more straightforward about posting the shit or acknowledging the shit, I feel like people will be more connected and be like, hey, my life is not that's my bad is my life isn't as bad as I thought this, you know, compared to this person. But yeah, most importantly, you need to stop. We need to stop comparing ourselves to others because we're 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 us, dude. And we can only be us. We cannot be anybody else. Yeah. Like set goals. But yeah, I do this, too. Obviously, I'm talking about it because it's a problem I have. Um, You know, I, I I. I like associate myself with people I look up to, right? Yeah. Whether it's people I've met before or it's people I haven't met. Like it's regardless, it's like success is success and you have people you look up up to. Mm-hmm. And I and I look up to people and I and I think I subconsciously expect what they get. Mm-hmm. Not on the same level, but just on a level of like, well, if it worked for them, why isn't it working for me? Which is psychotic because I'm not them and I'm not going through what they went through. Yeah. So I'm not gonna get the same outcome. And it's not going to be the same journey. And I can't expect the same things. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that is the same is consistency and hard work. And mm-hmm. and the, one thing I did read, because sometimes uh, social media is like a little insightful, believe it or not. But um, there was a Jeff Bezos. And I don't even know if it's something he said. I just appreciated it. Yeah, I don't care if it's real. It's like the news. Um, <laughs> I'm just like, it's informative, right? Yeah. It makes me feel like I'm, I'm reading so it, it was Jeff Bezos's picture. <laughs> is this and when he was in Miami or before Miami? Well, I don't even know if it's a quote. It's one okay. of those stupid yeah, things yeah. where it shows him at a desk uh-huh. from like 94. Yeah. Where he has like an Amazon tapestry that looks mm-hmm. like it's a piece of shit. And it, yeah. it was when it was, remember when Amazon but, started as a used bookstore yeah, yeah. online. So um, it said like, you know, um, keep hustling, you know, because you'll be you'll be scrounging t- to make ends meet and then 5 years later you'll be cashing like million dollar checks and it literally was like i think from like year 2000 like 4 to like 2009 how much amazon like changed yeah and um i was like dude that's a really cool um you know it's like totally fishbowl like like oh here's my dream pipe dream kind of but it is insightful and cool it's kind of like a mark cuban story it's like you know, there are people that can, but it's like you had to meet and network with so many successful people to get where he got. But still, the fact that you started as a used book seller and became one of the biggest logistics companies in the world. Yeah. That's pretty insane. So, like, whether you like the guy or not, it's pretty impressive what he's done. Um, And, and, and I took that meme with some heart. You know, I was like, you know, that's cool. Basically, the way it's internalized it was... Um, there's days and there's nights where I'm like, man, I wish, um, my projects or whatever I'm doing was mm-hmm. seeing more, like I'm getting more out of it. Right. Yeah. But the problem is, is it's like, I'm putting my time in, you know, like I can't expect a return, you know, like right away. No, like I, I'm planting seeds, man. And I'm expecting a crop, you know, you got to nurture it. You got to give it time. Mm-hmm. You got to kiss the soil, you know, yeah. Talk to it. Yeah. You got to talk to it. No, I, I think that's I think that's a good segue to to the next part. But yeah, um that's an interesting thing because um when I used to teach economics, um when I used to teach economics, I always had my students do like a stock market kinda like project or like just keep ta- track on the stock market and stuff like that. And, you know, the guild 
the cool thing about like you know looking up on stocks like in google and shit since it's public you have all this information from like 10 20 years ago so like right now a stock i haven't checked amazon stock lately but somewhere around the 800 900 per per share and yeah i look up like 2003 2004 when I first heard about like Amazon and they were like a dollar mm-hmm. 50 cents a fucking share. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, you know, if I would have known back then what I know now, like I would have been fucking killing it, you know? Um, Definitely. but yeah, I, I feel like you can't change the past. You can only work in the future, but you, you have to put the hustle. You have to put the effort. You cannot expect that. You know, you're going to get everything and you're going to get everything right away. It, it makes it seem like you work hard. You get, you you know, you get your work, you know, you get a reward uh, right away. But you have to be, something I've learned is you have to be patient. You have to, like, accept the process. And if you if you try and you give your 100%, your, your true, honest try and you fail, at least you failed knowing that you, you tried and not as like, Oh, what if, what if I would have done that? What if I would have waited or something? And I think, right. and we're all afraid of failure. Um, everybody's afraid of failure. So if you fail, it doesn't mean that you suck or anything. It just means that it didn't work out. You Move on suck. to just keep on <laughs> loser, but you know, keep on, you know, keep on trying dude. And you know, move on, pick yourself up and try again. Yeah. Who, pick who's, yourself and try who's, again. was that Leah? Yeah. Yeah. I just couldn't I can't sing. <laughs> we know though. We all we know. all know. All right. All right. Well yeah. that felt good. And that was, that good. was and that wrapped up after af- beyond the grave. Yeah. With, and if uh, Coop and Danny. Yeah, and if you ever if you ever again send us a number between one and a thousand and one, that'd be cool if we get like some Oh yeah, and then we could sing you some questions. Yeah. Why not? This is this is give and take. Yeah. That's right. Good times. Good times. Today's subject. <laughs> but before we get into the subject, I just want to say the San Francisco 49ers are playing a wild card playoff game today against the Dallas Cowboys. And I had to wear my Montana jersey. Thanks to Mike. Courtesy of Mike. Thanks, Mike. You're but a good man, Mike. This is a big deal. You know, a lot of a lot of people are like, uh, they don't even know what this shit is that I'm talking about. Look, when we were growing up, it was all Cowboys like and Niners. Yeah. Like, a little bit of the Bills, right? Which, by the way, Bills whooped the Patriots' ass. Holy shit. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. I, wh- I'm, I'm spending a very short amount of time on football, but I'm pumped. Go Niners. I just want to shout that out. Hopefully, uh, when this comes out on Monday, it's celebrating a win. And if not, I did my part. Hey, and Raider Nation. Oh, Yeah. Um, hearts go out to you guys. I'm sorry, dudes. We'll, we'll try next year. And but you know what? We had a success. We like I'm a fucking part of the team. Raider Nation had a successful. Um, in my point of view, Raider Nation had a successful. Yeah, considering um, what they went through with all the freaking yeah, uh, losing coach, freaking star receiver, start all this with all the bullshit. It um, it worked out so. You yep. can't even say anything. Pick it up. Try again next year. Yep. Derek Carr will be off the team and you'll have a different head coach. It'll be interesting. I am not a Raider hater at all, but I really hope that man goes to another team and shines because he has spent eight long years in Oakland and now Las Vegas, and it's just, it hasn't done shit for the guy. Yeah. 
Like, I, I watched the game yesterday, and I was pissed. I was like, he was making plays. He was throwing the ball perfectly to their guys. Waller, they were dropping him. Yeah. And that pisses me off. I'm like, you're in a playoff game, and the only people that aren't showing up are the fucking people on offense. They're supposed to be catching the ball. Your quarterback is throwing dimes. He is throwing them right to you, right at your chest, perfectly placed. They're dropping them. They just were, they they weren't, they were not. Cincinnati was so ready. Yeah. And you know what it is? I'm not blaming Derek Carr. I'm really not. He did more leadership for that team than probably any quarterback has done all year or for a long time because of what happened. But the way Joe Burrow gets people going, like the way he won the fucking college bowl game, Mm -hmm. he's just a guy. He's just, he inspires winning. Which is mm-hmm. what that city needs. It's what everyone wants as a leader and a quarterback. Yeah. But it's just he is a fucking insane athlete. Like, yeah. They just have like if 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 Oakland had rugs, Las they Vegas. didn't even need Las Vegas. Yeah, whatever. No Raider <laughs> fans mad at me for it. But um if they I think the rugs loss is bigger than the Gruden loss. Um I think mm-hmm. a head coach is really important. But you have enough chemistry and talent on that team where they could have made things work like they did. Yeah. And um, them losing their star receiver is rough. Um, yeah. I think so. They're definitely going to probably address that. But them, I agree. Them making the playoffs, awesome. I just was heartbroken a little for them because I just was bummed. You know, yeah. I, I wanted I wanted their offensive line to be better too, but it's okay. We'll get them next year. It happens. But yeah, go Niners. Mm. Um, and uh, we'll see what happens. But this week, we're going to be doing, uh, I'm calling it table for, or din- I'm going to call it dinner for five. Oh, I like that. There was a, there was a, um, there was a show with, um, so unprofessional. There was a show on HBO a while ago, or maybe it was Showtime, with John Favreau, and he would interview actors, and it was called Dinner for Five. And they would eat spaghetti and drink wine and just talk about the movies they made and, um, how it was growing up. Was it like up. similar to Jerry Steinfeld's um, comedians kinda, and cars getting coffee? Exactly. Kind of the same layout, but this mm. was like early 2000s. Oh, nice. Um, James Gandolfini, I think, was on an episode. I mean, this is old. This is yeah. Favreau before he kind of broke out as a director. Yeah, yeah. Like, he was already a director with like Swingers and, um, and Made and stuff, but he wasn't doing like the Disney's and the yeah. Iron Man's yet. So he was, he was a name in Hollywood, but he wasn't. A household name like he is. Yeah. Now. Um. Great show. Kind of gave me idea, but the the premise of the show is we're gonna have it's gonna be pick your five people you're gonna have dinner with. Before we get to dinner for five, our little aperitif you could say would be the three things you wish you had done differently in life. Mm-hmm. And it could be from last week, but it could just be overall. Yeah. Um. I think. Uh, I think I'm. I'm. I think honestly, I could have been. Um, I. I found to give you some backstory. I'm just gonna say what it is, and I'll explain why. Mm-hmm. Um, I said even even through the teen year, even though the teen years were hard, um, I wish I could have been a better brother to my sister. Um, I found a bunch of videos from like my teen years of you know when we were growing up. And and it it captured like the realism of what was going on at the time, which and um, when you watch it as you're older, you have a different take on it. And it was just like, man, you know, like my memory of how things were and how things were weren't always the same. And sometimes I notice in like the video, I'm like, man, I was trying so hard to be um, cool and and just. 
the classic older sibling that doesn't want to deal with the younger sibling mm-hmm. situation. But I was just like, man, you know, it doesn't mean I have to do that. And I feel like since those years are so like formidable, um, that's probably explained a lot why, um, I mean, relationships go both ways, but I definitely feel like the way things were didn't help um, because that wasn't far off of when my parents moved away. So, um, I mean, your teen years from like, um, you know, like middle school and then, and then they moved away like right when she graduated. So, or right when, um, her senior year. So, Mm -hmm. so like it's, it's, you know, it's, there really wasn't much time. Like that, that was a weird time. Cause that time is like very much like your teenage time where you don't want to see anybody in your family. And you're just like, Oh, I go home and I just sleep all day. It's that weird phase all teenagers go through, you know, but it just sucked. Cause I feel like it was ill timed because once you move out of the house kind of, or like your parents move away and that's where your family goes. Like, unless you're calling them every day, you're really not going to be seeing or spending time with your siblings anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, we've had our tiffs here and there through the years, but which hasn't helped at all. But overall it's, you know, it's just been a bad timing thing, I think as well. Like, you know, I was high school, she was going through high school and, and like, we didn't want to hang out. And then we kind of developed like this, like rivalry, I think more. And, um, I'm just saying, I think I could have done more, you know? I think I could have been a little more supportive and yeah. a little less... Empathetic um, or something. Yeah, and a little less, like, annoying about it. Um, mm-hmm. But that's kind of how kids are, too, you know? Um, they just do dumb shit because they think it's what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we're going to go back and forth. That's my number one, so I think I think I could definitely been a better brother. Interesting. Well, my number one of things I could wish I can go back and do something differently was my schooling. You know, um, I, I wish I would have taken high school a little bit more serious. Um, not go to continuation school, not saying that continuation school is a bad thing. Um, but I, I wish I was just taking high school a little bit more serious. I wish I would have taken college my first couple of years more serious. Um, all of that, like, I wish I can go back and change it. By all means, I have no regrets because if it wasn't for everything that happened in high school and then in college, I wouldn't be here where I am right now. I wouldn't been, uh, I wouldn't be doing the career I'm doing right now. Um, I wouldn't met people um, I know now. So in a way, is you know, I'm a everything happens for a reason, you know, and everything happens the way it's supposed to be and the way, you know, and you can't change the past. You have to just look in the, um, you have to move forward. But like, I go back and I'm like, man, I wish I would have like just high school. If I would have taken high school more serious and not even like, Oh, not giving up. Like I could have still done like friends and stuff like that, but like do my homework mm-hmm. and actually pay attention, not try to be like the funny, you know, Oh, look at me, look at me, look how dumb, uh, how goofy I am. If we really, really would have taken, the time and effort, um, like I demand now my students to take time and effort into it. You know, my life, I think my life would have been different. Mm-hmm. Same thing with like college the first couple of years instead of like, oh, I'm going to take a semester off or like, oh, I'm just going to drop that class. It doesn't matter, blah, blah, blah. 
Like I could have saved myself thousands of dollars um, before, you know, thousands of dollars from schooling, but also would have been able to kickstart my career, whatever my career, because I don't think it would have been teaching, probably would have been something else right? way earlier. Um, again, that's kind of like where would, like, it's all scenarios, and of course I want to know where, like, where I'll be. We probably wouldn't be in the situation right here, right now. Yeah. Um. So in a way, like, I wish I, I would have done something differently, but at the same time, I'm not upset how my life played out, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think we're in the same boat. Yeah. And and kind of the what you and and to agree with what you were saying too is like I feel like I wish I would have laid the groundwork better in my 20s. Yeah. Like like you said like saving that thousands of dollars snowballs, you know, until yeah. a decade later, you know, and I think it's like even though I went to college and graduated, um I wish also I would have taken high school more serious. Like I don't regret the social aspects and enjoyment I had, mm-hmm. but I could have done better in school. Um and then I wish I just would have had more direction and follow through. Like, yeah, I wish I would have went to expression earlier than mm-hmm. I did. Like I went when I needed to go. Yeah. But I wish I would have went earlier cause it would have forced me to just be better and not like being alcoholic for three years. Yeah. Um, which still, you know, once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic, but I'm a manageable alcoholic. Like I, I don't, I can have a drink once a week. Mm-hmm. So I'm not an alcoholic really. But I do have a taste for it, so I know that's why I know it's there. Um, but you know, I you know, instead of gathering my drinking skills, I could have sharpened the pencil a little more. Mm-hmm. So I agree, and it would have it would have put me. And it's hard because it's all about timing, right? And it's like you meet the people in your life when you're supposed to meet them. Yeah, absolutely. So the way you wrapped it up was perfect, man. It's like. You're not a shit. You're not upset with it. You're just like, I wish I would have maybe done things to make my life a little easier. Yeah, I like that. But like, you're on the right path. And and as we've gotten older, we've realized that, which yeah. is so much more reassuring. Because mm-hmm. I feel like we're growing up, we're always like, got to stay on the path. It's like you are always on the path. Mm-hmm. Your shit's just got a fucking weird. You know, or, or direction. Your on. path that you're supposed to be in maybe isn't the same that you think you're in your head. You're right. It, it isn't like. a straight line. Yeah. You know, I like it. Looks that. more like a Richter scale. Mine definitely looks more like a Richter scale. As, as, as uh, and not to be a cocky little son of a bitch, mm-hmm. as do a lot of people's, right? I'm not alone here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, When I was 16, I, I, I wish I wouldn't have forced that poo out of a warp tour uh, porta potty so hard Ooh. because I, I I'm still reaping the benefits of that hemi man. Um, I was dealing with a hemorrhoid at an age where only only the chola pregnant girls at the high school probably could understand my yeah. pain. Um, it was a little small group support group. We uh, we didn't have a lot of support. Um, no, but it it was it, it was. To know what that was at that age was not only well, it sucked because um, at the time I'm gonna go over I'm gonna explain a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna throw some people under the bus in this story. Um, at the time, Carla, who was Ryan's girlfriend, mm-hmm. God, she was fun. Um, she wanted to take a picture of it, and it's not like I fought her. So of course, what do I do? I spread my ass cheeks, and this had to have been in Ryan's old house because it was before he moved to up, where up he is house, now. Yeah. So we're over there. I think it's like, this is obviously after Warped Tour, but like we get back, she, 
and I'm like, dude, it fucking hurts. And I, and I, and they're like, well, let me see. What does it look like? Cause I literally ha- didn't show, I haven't shown a single person. I don't even think t- I told my parents about it. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of riding it out, hoping it would go away. Dude, it looked like a black, <laughs> it, what it looked like. Well, it looked like a black eye from a cartoon when they get punched in the face. Oh, wow. Yeah, dude, it was so bad. Like, it looked like trauma. And yeah. uh, so anyway, I spread my cheeks, and Carla takes a picture of it. And I'm I'm sure you remember the meme before a meme of, you've been cursed by Ryan Cooper's hemorrhoid. Oh, God, yeah. Dude, she used my whole fucking name. That, that bitch. But you know what? Good one. That was funny. That was funny. No, but um, she used my whole fucking name. And it was hilarious. Um, I'm not mad at her for it, but God, how many people you know would photograph an asshole that willingly? Yeah, and not only that, she was in a small demographic, and also for um, <laughs> for no money. You should. But you can also me. Let's not make me seem like a helpless victim. I was pretty willing and able to just yeah. show my asshole. Like you didn't even fire. You're like, okay, yeah. I'm th- I'm the problem here. I'm the one who forced the poo out. Mm. No, but. Yeah, I wish I uh, made a better choice when I was 16. Um, but that's an understatement right there. I could have definitely gone a few more years. I mean, I ruined my chances for porn, um, which was terrible. Um, I couldn't even do I couldn't do gay for pay. I tell you, man, I already got the balloon. Like, they don't want me. No. You're it's done. over. They're like, we don't want that. Well, you never know. Kinks. <laughs> Kinks. That's true. Um, my number two, sir, if you don't mind. Sure. You're number two after my number two. <laughs> Aha. Um, I wish I would have, like, better managed my money. You know, when I was 22, 23, I got a pretty – well, actually, age of 22, I got a pretty solid job for uh, at Comcast, the, the local cable company over here. And I was working at their, at their call center and their offices, and I was making – Way more money that they should have given a poor 22-year-old money. Oh, um, yeah. Good for you. But, of course, I I didn't have a sense of, like, saving or anything like that and credit scores and shit. So I was right. just blowing money like it was going out of style, putting shit on credit like oh. it's going out of style because it was like this ongoing money pit, you know? And you were the financier of a few passion projects at a oh, young age yeah. as well. Yeah, they absolutely. weren't always your passion. Yeah, absolutely. Because you just didn't really didn't think about it that much. But as a result of not having that money management skill or like managing my money or thinking about anything, I was living paycheck paycheck. Credit debt was fucking super high, and then essentially the party ended like always. And I was stuck with this huge um, debt, which I couldn't pay. So my credit score went to shit. I'm just barely now, dude, recovering from that. You know, yeah. um, saving just barely. I can say I can I can do that now. But I I wish I would have been able to manage my money a little bit better. Listen to my parents. You know, my dad used to tell me all the time, like, "Hey, you save your money, save your money. Don't spend it so much." They're like, "Yeah, it's your money to spend," but like. Be more conscious about it. And like, of course, I'm like, yeah, fuck that. But like, yeah. But now I'm like, yeah, I. You're like, no, I'm supporting the economy. I blew so much money and I had nothing to show for. Yeah. You know, and I think that was like the biggest thing. Like, I didn't have a fucking car to show. I mean, I had a car, but it wasn't like a new car. Well, and right. And we didn't prioritize maintaining the car. Yeah. 
Um, you know, I could have gone on trips. I never went on like I, I with the money I blew, I could have gone travel the world and like still this shit, you know. But I never I had nothing to show for. So I'm like I I wish I you know, again, just like all of our what we've been saying, like I wish we I don't regret what I did because it was a life lesson. I came out stronger. I, I'm better of it now. Um, but I wish I would have been more conscious about it. You know, again, yeah. my life would have been maybe a little bit much easier now. You know, this is around early 2000s, you know, 2003, 2004, 5, 6, whatever. Okay. Before the teens. If I would have, again, with number one, with my school, my money management, that's around the time the the whole uh, housing crisis oh, happened. Oh, like two thousand eight. Yeah, I could have easily like saved money, had good credit and whatever, and like buy a home, right? Buy but a that's, condo. But that's you. To give you some fairness, that's that's you looking thirteen years into the past. Yeah, you know it's it's always easy to do that. Yeah, um, the, what I if, think what that's if. what, and I think that's what we got to also remind ourselves of right now mm-hmm. is, you know. This is an interesting episode because we're focusing on the things we want to change, but we also are, are also focusing on being appreciative in the present. Yeah. So it's a battle, right? It's a yin-yang. It's constantly, and that's life. Yeah. Like we're constantly dealing with the ups and downs, and that's managing stress, right? Like we have to manage our stress. We have to use it to motivate us, but we also have to internalize and understand that we are following, you know, the process. Kind of like what you said, respect the process of yeah. what you're doing. You know, like, that's the problem is 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 learning from our mistakes but not obsessing about them. Yeah. And I obsess about my mistakes. We all obsess on it. And, you know, no regrets. It is what it is. We can't change the past. We just got to learn from it. Yeah. And make sure you won't repeat it. But, like, yeah, you, you are right. I'm looking now, you know, 13, 14, 15 years, you know, in, in the past. There's no way I would have, you know, like, no way. I could have predicted the things like, yeah, every now and then I look up like, oh, man, if I would have bought Bitcoin when they told me oh, like in 2002, 2003, when it was a dollar for a dollar Bitcoin. And I was like, this is dumb. I had a buddy telling me, shout out to Darren. I had a buddy telling me about Bitcoin like five years ago. Uh-huh. Like he wasn't saying buy it, but he was saying I'm looking into it. And he kind of respectfully and unsalesly recommended me to maybe get some. Yeah, I didn't really look into it at all. And that's the thing. I knew he wasn't full of shit because he's one of those guys where I believe what he says. He's a genuine guy, and he's a success. He's a successful guy. That's such a fucking annoying word sometimes. Successful. Yeah. Successful. Successful. Um, he's a successful dude, and um, you know, it's guys like that where you're just like, okay, like it worked for you, but is it gonna work for me? And that's yeah. always what I'm thinking. Like, but. It's like, but stop with that. That's so toxic. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't be like, why aren't we good enough? We are good enough. Stop being stupid. Um, you're you're manifesting that bullshit. Um, and by and I, I'm saying you like I'm better. I'm not. I'm talking to myself. <laughs> um, I do you're this. Like, you're the man in the mirror right now, homie. Um, oh, that's a good song. <laughs> he took me out of it, dude. I'll bring me back. No. Dude, that is a great. I love Man in the Mirror. Yeah. Um, Human Nature and Man in the Mirror. Probably my two nineties favorite Michael Jackson songs. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Michael Jackson. Was, we're gonna have to do an episode of Michael Jackson because that he dude will. was a beast. Yeah, he in was. a good way. In a good way. 
Sometimes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, <laughs> oh God, I, I refuse to watch the documentary because oh, I, I, I already know to. I already know what happened, and I just don't need to live through that. Listen, I refuse it because Michael's not there to like. None of the Jackson family is there to like rebuttal uh, or anything. Yeah, so. but the fact there hasn't been any kind of rebuttal is a sign too. Mm. Um. Here's the thing. Before we get into it, I believe all that shit happened. Uh, but here's the thing. I believe there's a way more fucking pedophiles out there than people want to admit. And I don't think it's fair that we only focus on Michael Jackson because... He's a little weird. I'm going to tell you right now, guys. Put your tin hats on. Hollywood is full of motherfucking pedophiles. Hey. And you're going to see and hear about some people that you like and look up to. And guess what? Guilty as fuck. Hey. Hey. So just take that pill. Hey. Um, hey. Eyes wide shut. Oh yeah, eyes wide shut. That's what I mean. That's what it's I not say. just a Stanley Kubrick movie, and then people are like, "Yeah, we also directed The Shining." Do you believe that? Yes. Yeah, I fucking do. Okay. <laughs> yes. You fucking dick. Don't question my reality. <laughs> hey, what is I it? I question e my reality. Every fucking episode, we always bring it back to conspiracy theory. We but, put but the, the whole world is a conspiracy, and <sighs> I'm here to milk it. What? That's weird. We're going to have to. That's going to be an episode, dude. We have Things to do an I regret, episode, dude. The, thing, the last three minutes of what I just said. Number three. <laughs> Number three. Everything I just said. Um, I take it back. So when I was uh, probably like 12 years old, I did catechism on Wednesdays, mm. which is what I did leading up to my communion. Mm -hmm. Because I was raised Catholic, believe it or not. You probably believe it because I swear like a sailor and I have poor ethics. Me too. Um, I was raised Catholic, too. and I have a lot of guilt, so I'm obviously Catholic. Uh, Catholic. Um, so when I was a catechism, um, I got bullied a lot, and a lot of the times between the uh, ages of like ten and like twelve, pretty much, um, I got mocked a lot. But the kids would kind of always m make fun of my mom because she was overweight, um, and uh, they were brutal, man. Like, like I said, this was like, I just moved to the East side. So these Mexican kids, uh, they're, they're oh, by yeah, the way, fucking brutal. Dude. I'm just going to say this too. Mexican kids. Most of the time, stereotype chubby mom at the very least, you know? So it was odd that all the bullies that were Latino, I shouldn't just say Mexican. Maybe they're Puerto Rican. Um, there's no doubtful. Puerto Ricans in no, East San Jose. Any, yeah. Salvadorans, not even Cubans. Yeah. But it was just it, the demographic doesn't matter. But it was just more or less kids being kids, and and it was brutal. But there was a specific time where so catechism was interesting because um, to paint a picture of what it is, it's basically church school leading up to your communion. So they're teaching you a lot of history about the Bible and stuff mm -hmm. that you're basically gonna be like presenting for the communion. Blah blah blah. The thing is, is as you all know, um, Catholic school. And just Catholic school programs doesn't bring in good people. It brings in everybody. Yeah. Most of the time, shitty people. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the people that bullied me in my middle school and elementary school were in that class. So that sucked. Guess what? They were all girls. The girls I went to school with that got bullied brutal? were fucking mean, dude. Wow. And um, yeah, I remember the girls more than I remember the guys being bullies. Um, and. I wish um, I, there was this time where my mom was like walking around the church, I guess, and she was like exploring. And then she was just walking by the classroom and she like waved hi to me. And I was like, so I was like, you know how kids get embarrassed? Mm -hmm. But like, I felt bad because um, those girls were like kind of like being loud. I'm like, oh my God, is that Ryan's mom? Like, ha ha ha. And, you know, it just, 
I was more embarrassed than I was mad that they were being little cunts. Yeah. And I and that's what I regret is um letting that re- affect you or what? I regret no, I regret not letting it affect me. I regret projecting my se- my insecurities onto my mom because mm. to add more to that story, she noticed why I didn't want to talk to her. So then later on she was really fucking depressed. Mm. And it was like this whole thing. And it's one of my most vivid memories of my childhood because it's the time where you upset slash disappoint someone. Yeah. And you just never forget that. But just knowing the reason my mom was upset was because I was ashamed of her weight. Like it made me feel like the biggest piece of shit in the world. Yeah. And it, it like gave me perspective because it's like, I don't, I'm not ashamed of you. I'm just tired of being bullied. And I, I was embarrassed, but I, you know, it's like, when you're a kid, you don't know how to deal with and overcome the I'll bully shit. That, you, know? you know, and you don't, and you don't know how to feel confident with what you're dealing or with who you are. And, you know, and that's why I think when I changed high schools, it was a good thing for me because I was able to like have, have a fresh start. I didn't deal with bullies at all in high school. Like I had a couple times where I got in some fights, but I, I really didn't deal with bullying. I had no one ever talk shit about my mom. Um, and it just, it, it wasn't even, so then it's like, I don't even know whether it was an age thing or just the, the, the pure fact that those people are just pieces of shit. And, and it's definitely the, f- that they're pieces of shit, but, um, you know, the, the, the mistake I made was letting bullies or someone try and twist my perspective on reality. Like I should have told those little fucking, and that's the thing that sucks. Like you're in a church where are you can tell them to go fuck off. Yeah. So it was like, that was kind of the hard thing. And, you know, it just, I just wish I didn't put myself first in that situation. Yeah. You know, that was one of my biggest um, regrets for myself. But you were a kid, bro. Like, you, but I wasn't you were, that young. You know, I was, I was conscious, still young, I was though. consciously aware that it was wrong. Yeah. You know, and it's not like I was eight. You know, I right. could have, I could have handled it better um, because I don't, I, and here's the thing karma wise, I know that's coming back to me. I know that's going to happen. So it's it's what I got to deal with. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a time where one of the boys is embarrassed by me and they're going to say something and it's going to make me sad and I got to fucking just deal with it. Yeah. Because that's that's life telling you, hey, dickhead, remember that time? You know, so it's like, you know, wow. Yeah. It's coming back. But yeah, no, I mean, like you said, yeah, I, it's, it's, I don't stay awake at night about it, but like it's it's this is about reflection. This is about yeah. pointing out some shortcomings and how we feel and how we've moved on past those points in our lives. And that's the important aspect about this. It's not to, to, to wallow in self pity, but it's to um, admit and move forward, you know? Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's me admitting and moving forward on my number three. That's very deep, dude. Yeah. It's a little, I know it is. No, that's so good. I'm, thank you for sharing that, dude. Yeah. I really think that, that's very, for lack of words, that's very brave of you to share. So thank you, bro. Well, I appreciate the verbiage. Um, and I do know you mean it. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, part of this is why we do this, man. Yeah. It's, it's not it's not to make money. It's 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 to just it's Reflect. therapy, man. Yeah. It's our therapy. You know, we talk about stuff not on the air with each other. And that's our therapy. And mm-hmm. this is part of it, too. But. You know, like this is this is why we're doing this project because me and you have things that we can't talk to everyone else about, and yeah. you know, and and there's shit that we just got to get off our chest that, you know, like like what we were talking about before the podcast, like yeah. you need to talk about that stuff so you can think, so you can 
move past it so you can deal with things, you know? And yeah. Just so much noise sometimes, you know? So you got to you gotta have that space to and, let and it out. And what we learn is that by holding it in, it we're just really hurting ourselves. Yeah. And that's kind of great segue. This is my third one also I wish I would have, like, done differently is I wish I would have taken mental health help sooner. Yeah. Like, not in my fucking mid-30s like I did. Like, in my mid-20s when I probably really needed it also. When I was <sighs> consuming alcohol, you know, and I yeah. was, like, doing that instead rather than, like, facing my insecurities or facing issues that I was angry by myself with. And, you know, I... I we grew up in a society, and we're both males, so of course we have this like For now. <laughs> so they so they think, um, where we have like supposed we, we have this social norms and roles that we're supposed to like fall into, and we disguise our our true feelings with this mask, you know, and it's just like it's just so dumb. I wish I would have taken, you know, stress classes earlier taking meditation classes earlier, talk to psychologists earlier, you know, go to therapy, you know, look into self-help and like gone on walks when I was younger just to be in a better, better mental health. I'm in a mental state. I'm not saying I'm 100% cured because you, what I've learned in this journey is that depression, anxiety and stress and all that stuff, it, it never goes away. You just learn how to live with it and you know how to control it and not let it consume you. Cause I still fucking freak out. I still have panic attacks. I still have all of that shit. Um, but you just know how to cope with it healthier now. Yeah. Um, and I, and I wish I would have done that earlier just for my own sanity, you know, but regardless, if you decide to take your first step for better life today or tomorrow, you start taking it 10 years ago. Like, I think the most important step is acknowledging it and taking that first step. That is so fucking scary. Yeah. But I think once you're in it and once you're raised on it, I think it's, it's very beneficial. So I, that's one thing I wish I would have done differently. Like, wish I would have taken it sooner. Wish I would have, you know, done that rather than let it consume me and let my insecurities almost freaking make me believe other, you know, other things. Yeah. The worst. Yeah. I, I mean, that's that's all very, like, useful because, and like what you just said, it's like, I'm going to be 34 and, um, yeah, I mean, mid-30s, and it's like, could have used it 10 years ago because it just, it, it's it would have been more of an instilled habit at this point. Yeah. And we could have just, you know, because, but that's okay, look, it's better late than never, um, and I don't even know if it's late. I don't think it's ever too late, right? Mm-hmm. So, but, but in other words, it's better now than never, right? Yeah. And, um... And I, and I agree with that. I think we're not too old. Even mm-hmm. if, let's just say, God forbid, we're midlife, which is dark. But yeah, just say, God forbid, it's midlife. It's still not too late. Like, that means we have 30-something more years to fucking live life better than yeah. the first 30 that we lived our lives. And, and I think fine. that's I think that's what being an adult is, is li- living that last half better than the first half, right? Yeah, and even the first half, you can't really compare it because our lives weren't that, I mean, they were simple up until like the age of 15, maybe up to 20. Because well, we were simple-minded. Yeah, but like for us, real life, quote-unquote real life, didn't really hit until like our 20s. So it's been yeah. the last 15 Yeah, because you're still living in years. that. Even if you're on your own and you're 18, you're living in that fantasy bubble of I'm 18. Yeah. And like you said, you're just blowing money. Because it's like, who the fuck's going to tell you to save money? 
I, I had this conversation a long time ago with my friend Terrence because um, he was talking about his, you know, manage, money management, you know, after high school. And I'm like, dude, it's, it's very, it's really stupid of these finance companies, dude. Like, how the fuck are you going to give an 18-year-old, 19-year-old kid who never, who grew up poor and never had money, how well, are you going to give him a credit card? It's ethically stupid. Yeah. Like, Financially, it's genius. Oh, no, absolutely. It's yeah. a fucking loop. It's modern slaverism, if you will. Um, it, but how are you going to give somebody who never had anything power to buy anything they want and tell them, oh, you can pay me back in installments? Yeah. Like, of course you're not going to be, but see, here's, here's the thing. And like what you're saying isn't wrong, but my problem isn't with them. My problem is if we know that that's how they do things, why aren't we educating our kids? Why aren't we educating our people exactly better with their money? To be more aware of credit stuff. Like you just said, like mm-hmm. if we know they're fucking us over, then why aren't we fucking ready for it? Because right? our school systems or those who write the what curriculum. we need to teach our kids, our curriculum, tells tells us to tell our kids that's not important. And it's mostly for those lower income students, teach not to teach them that information because then you're going to do the same, uh, same mistakes and it's for them. It's a fucking... It's, but it's I mean, capitalism. I don't even think it's, it's just the, lower it's income to the evil. point where, but I don't even think, because I know what you're saying, but mm-hmm. I don't even think they're learning that in private high schools. You I mean, maybe right. Maybe they are. But either way, like, I feel like there's kids that aren't necessarily less fortunate that could be like middle class, like level, right? Yeah. Kind of like how I was growing up. I was kind of middle class. I wasn't technically poor. Yeah. But. We were, I was going to the same school. We didn't, we just didn't have that, those classes. Yeah. No. We, I mean, we didn't even have, we had an economics class, which is good. They should have had that. I enjoyed it, but we didn't really go into depth with it. Um, we should have done like stocks. We should have learned about APR and like interest. Different types of loans. There should be a whole class on interest. Oh, different types of loans like those. (laughs) Or like, exactly. Those paycheck loans were like, oh, we'll lend you $300. Basically, spend six weeks telling us to never do payday advances. Yes. That that's the one financial Jesus. tip I can honestly tell you. Don't do that. Don't put your fucking car lease or your your car title for fucking money. Like don't just don't do it. There's yeah, other no, ways. dude. Look at the interest payment you're gonna make. Like, oh, you put zero down. Yeah, and then guess what? After six months, you're gonna be paying up the ass. Yeah. So don't do it. Yeah, like once again, I blame um I blame our society for not. And you know what? It, and and. Okay, so it's two th- it's two problems. It's society, which is is schooling, mm-hmm. but then it's also family, like parents. Why aren't you teaching your fucking kid how to be better with their money? Yeah, absolutely. So that's your failure as well, parents. Thanks, dad and mom. Can't just blame Danny and his teacher friends. Okay, <laughs> can't just blame them. It's the schools. It's you too. Is you're part of the street, fucking homie. problem? No, I feel you, dude. And and it <laughs> sucks. Like it absolutely sucks. Like. Living in that situation and like all that stuff, so absolutely, as a Pokemon go over here, um, I absolutely get that, dude. Better catch that fucking Snorlax, I'm dude. It's not even a Snorlax. Um, but no, dude. It, I, I feel like we need to focus. We need to train our children better. And like me as a as an educator, I'll point the finger at like, oh no, well it's the parents they need to do that. But you know, the school also has to do that. The school has to pay a little bit. Has to well look if you're gonna use the funding, use it properly. Yeah, it's like curriculums are gonna change every twenty years. 
That's not hard to understand. History books change every 20 years. Not even, So guess what? Or, yeah, even more. But, like, but that's what I mean. Like, you have to be current, and that means with society. What is their society heading towards? A digital currency. What I mean, like, this should be shit they're teaching them now. Like, I know it's being written as it's going, but if it's important for their success, then that's what they should be learning. And I know I'm going to be saying this to my kids in high school because I doubt it's going to be better than either. So I was going to say, just remember what Dave Chappelle said. Modern problems require modern um, solutions. I know. And I still don't know what to do. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what does that mean? Like, that gives me a lot of options. Chappelle show. That's all I know. All right. All right. Five dinners. Dinner for smucks. Now it's time for our dinner segment, which is going to be dinner for five. I like it. I hope you brought your list. I hope your guest list is as illustrious as mine, Danny. It's very random. Mine Uh, is also pretty random. But you know what? Yours is fucking random. (laughs) Holy (laughs) shit. I love the second half of your list so much more than the first. Danny has half evil people on his list. (laughs) That's awesome. Oh, shit. We kind of covered the same type of thing where it's a Voltron of conversation. Yeah. So I'm thinking we'll just go list. We'll go one list and then another list. And just a quick, like, why? Yeah, I feel like you should go first. (laughs) Okay. You just want to hear why. Okay. Number one, in no particular order, the first person I put was Queen Elizabeth. I would like to have a dinner with with the queen. For the simple fact that she's fucking old as fuck and she's seen some shit. She's not going to freaking tell. She's not going to spill the tea, which I get it. Um, but just. But she's also so old, so she probably could get away with accidentally telling you a secret. Nice. She could pretend she didn't do yeah. it or like. Yeah. But then she'd be like, it's not really this. Imagine going shooting with her. Like, I wouldn't want to be behind her. I mean, in front of her. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. On set, no, side her. of side. No, no. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> but um, I would love to have dinner with Queen Elizabeth just because, you know, historical figure. She's old as hell. And, like, That'd be a hell of a spread, too. Like, hey. Im, Im, oh, yeah. Who must be? You definitely would have to eat there. She, she would, You wouldn't want her to come to eat. Oh, no. I'm going would to. You'd be like, this isn't going to hold up to any oh, kind of I'm going to the standard fucking, you have. I'm going to the fucking <laughs> Buckingham Palace and shit. Yeah, she's going to fucking. Oh, I want spotted hell. dick. Hell yeah. <laughs> the best spotted dick. <laughs> I'm going to tell her that. I'll be like, I just want some spotted dick. I don't even want to eat it. I just want to order it. I just want to see it. I want to order it in front of a lady. And not laugh. And try not to laugh. So hey, hey queen, check out my spotted dick. It looks good, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a little undercooked to you. Number a little pink. Number Sorry. two. Number two. <laughs> former president, George W. Bush. Dude. Hold on. I got a question. Okay. Oh, I should let you explain before I ask my question. No, ask the question. No, no, no. No, Elaborate first. Elaborate first. That dude was a fucking wild guy in college, dude. I would love... I I don't agree with his politics or how he handles certain things. Sure. But you know what I would love? I would love to just, like, have a beer with him and just tell me your fucking college stories, George W. Tell me your college stories. I want to just... That is a great answer, and I'm glad I held my tongue. Because I was going to take it political. I was going to be like, if your 15-year-old self heard you say that, yeah, oh, he, would, he would kick you in the nuts. Oh, I fucking hate myself. Yeah, because, dude, not that I like George Bush. With, but my family was somewhat um, Republican when yeah. I was growing up. And I remember I, I got some shit because um, 
my grandpa's Republican, and I think Ryan was like, oh, they're Republicans, and whatever. It doesn't matter. But anyway, it's just, like you said, you're like, I don't agree with this politics. I'm like, I did not see that one at all. That yeah. is definitely the oddball really? on your list, 100%. Okay. But not because, but because I was um, stereotyping you, mm-hmm. but... When you explained that it was obviously, but who would want to visit with him about his policy and yeah, like his like, politics? No one's going to fucking do that. So I'm like, I should have known better because that makes total sense. Because like you just said, I mean, he's probably got skull and bones. Stories. Oh, fuck. Yeah. You dude. can ask him about the weird kinky shit they did. Oh, I would love to have a beer with him because George W. seems like a man who loves Girl. a good beer. You're all look Go ahead. jeans and the T-shirt. Hey, George. Cover the wire. You're like. 9-11 was bullshit, right? Hey. You, <laughs> like, hey, hey, George, George. <laughs> hey, hey, George. We're yeah. friends here. We're, we're friends. Yeah. It was an inside job, huh? Tower 7? Huh? Any, 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 any just, comments? Just tell me. Okay, yeah. uh, listen. Listen. Yeah. He's doing he's doing hand signals hey. like baseball. Hey. <laughs> if it's an inside job, just wave your wave your hand over the beer. He's all... Oh my god. Oh, oh. He grabs his ear. You're like, oh. <laughs> just, just give me a second. <laughs> I'll be like this. <laughs> give me, give me a sign. Give, just give me a sign. Was, was that the sign? Was that the sign? Oh, I'm dying. <laughs> That's I awesome. would love that. George W. Dude, and, and you know, a lot of people are like, "How come George W. Not like, um, what's his face? You Obama? Two very or wealthy landowners. I might. I say. did. I did. And they're like, why not like Obama? I'm like, I feel like Obama will make fun of me. Obama will be like, you know, he'll he'll hate on me. Why are you saying that? Because he's black? No, he's just too cool. Obama's way too cool because he's black. No, he's fucking cool as fuck. No, he probably is the most hip president we've ever had. That's true. Next to JFK, maybe. Maybe Clinton. True, because he was technically considered a cool president, right? Until you got a really cool one. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Until he got really respected by the uh, the real morally enforced (laughs) people in the country. Uh, Man, that poor woman. She had no chance. No, God. Sucks for her. Number three. I hope she took the whole thing in the mouth. What? Huh? Number three. Number three. East Bay native, Tom Hanks. He's just, he's one of my favorite actors. Great dude. I I like to have dinner with him. He seems like a nice guy. He's done a lot of cool movies, you know? Yeah. Like, that's the thing that's cool about this is Tom Hanks, I mean... He's he's been someone in our he's been a constant in our lives. Like we, um, I grew up with Forrest Gump. I grew up mm-hmm. with um, League of Their Own, uh, Big, fucking um, Toy Story. I mean, you got the Toy Story movies. You got you got the movies he did in the eighties, yeah. like um, Bachelor Party and Splash. Uh, uh, what was it called? The comedian, I think, was Sally Field. Remember he did um, no Punchline with Sally Field. Um, Turning Hooch. Turning Hooch. Um, I did the movie Dragnet with Dan Aykroyd. That was a fun one. It was mm-hmm. stupid, but it was fun. That thing you do, yeah. With Steve Zahn and what's his name? Mm-hmm. A bunch of other people. But yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The stories, Liz dude. Yeah, yeah. Like humble beginnings. That's always kind of the fun thing. So the two first people on your list definitely didn't have humble beginnings. No, but you don't always want humble beginnings at a dinner table. No, no. You want some action. Yeah, you, I want some tea. Yeah, number, you, you want a little privilege. Number four, this is the musician in me, Paul McCartney. And I put in quotations, real or fake. I don't care if it's the, <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I don't care if it's the real Paul McCartney or it's the fake conspiracy theory. But Yo, just, just tell me you were the guy who did Jet, right? At least, were you at least that guy? No. Nah. You wrote 
Band on the Run, didn't you? Yeah. All right. Because you right. understand Band on the Run is like three different songs put together. That's true. That is a very dynamic song. It's super. It, it's like a huge build. Like the way um, Band on the Run starts is not how it ends. Doesn't the guitar, and maybe I'm misinformed by saying this, doesn't the guitar, the way it starts, remind you a lot of George Harrison kind of? Oh, yeah. I feel like yeah. he played like that a lot. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, great maybe that song. was Paul playing like that. Because Paul wrote a lot. Yeah. Or was it? Or was it fake Paul? I love that you wrote real <laughs> Real or fake. fake. I don't care. I'll take that Paul. I want the person who goes by Paul McCartney to have real or, real or Here's the thing. Even if it's fake Paul, he's the one that was with the Beatles for more time than the real Paul. That's true. Because no one's going to give a shit about them playing Liverpool bars. You want to know about fucking like the sold out shows. Oh, yeah. The movies they did. Fucking Sergeant Pemper. Fucking. Yeah. And that was already fake whatever. Paul. Yeah. Right? That was fake already. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So you yeah. you almost want fake. <laughs> At this point, I want fake Paul. <laughs> You're like, dude, don't tell me about all that other bullshit. Hey, and you know I'm going to pull the freaking. Fake Paul knows what's up. And you know I'm going to pull the freaking. What's his face? Um, fuck. What's his name? Chris Farley question. Hey. Hey, Paul. R remember when you died? Is, <laughs> is that true? <laughs> that really would work. That would be awesome. All right. When did you decide to turn into Angela Lansbury? When were you? When did the fake Paul happen? Um. Last but not least, because he looks like he's the person. Definitely he's a people's not person. least. No, he looks like a people person all around. The Texas badass. The Texas rattlesnake. Stone Cold Steve Austin. I would love to have dun a beer dun with dun that. Dun Break dun the dun glass. Dun. Oh, if that dude isn't walking to the uh, into anywhere without yeah. that theme song playing, I don't want it. I Honestly, want I'll break the glass myself. I will blade. Yeah. Oh yeah. It'll be a Jewish wedding without the napkin. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Mazel, mazel, motherfuckers. That's my top five. I liked it. It was a strong five. Thank you. Definitely, your... top was the right word because. You definitely made up for um, two of your people on the list single-handedly make more money than anyone on my list. So good job. Thank you. All right. No specific order. George Carlin, um, he's pretty much the, I don't know, the mecca of stand-up. Yeah. I mean, him prior. But Carlin, I, I got hip to first. Um, I enjoy his take on life. He kind of changed it up halfway through his life like everyone does. And he got a lot more, like, insightful and uh, philosophical, I guess you could say, with a lot of the shit that was going on. Very anti-government. Not in a sense where it's anarchy, but in a sense where fuck the Republicans, fuck the Democrats. And that's very much who I am now. So mm. I enjoy his fair, unbiased take on life. I enjoy just his realness. And I think it would be a really, really fun. And once again, I mean, he came up when, like, Lenny Bruce was doing stand-up. I mean, he was doing it like when it was really fucking frowned upon and mm -hmm. not so popular. Yeah. So it would be great to to just to, to talk to someone, help lay the lay the fucking railroad tracks for everyone else. Um, one of the pioneers, if you will. And he's just one of those people that made like when I was growing up, cussing was so frowned upon. My family like said it was bad and all this shit, and he was always there that just reminding me that you're not uneducated if you cuss. Well, he you did know, a whole thing. His whole, his most, one of his most famous spill was the F word. Like, well, yeah, oh, I like, mean, fuck. I mean, five famous words you can't see on TV. Blink-182 covered it live. Yeah. Shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, tits, Shit, fart, fart, turd, and twat. twat. There you go. Words you can't see on TV. Mm -hmm. Thanks, George Carlin. And shout out to Blink-182. 
I believe that was off of the Mark, Tom, and Travis show. Great, great B-side live only yeah. song. I love that live album. If you're a Blink-182 fan, check it out. Oh, fucking amazing album. And then um, I love that at the end they put all the fucking like random jokes and shit. Oh, you mean in the liner notes? Yeah. No, not in the liner jokes, but like they have the oh, album. Oh, like the talking? Yeah. Like the talking points in between? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was, that's the gold. Because it's like... If you have that record on CD, it was what, like a 30 yeah, track 30 record track or something. Yeah. Dude, listening to those tracks, I countless times, I think in eighth grade, I was crying myself to sleep. Oh, they're freaking ridiculous. So fucking funny. Like when they do the whole Satan bit. like hey, Oh, yeah. It? Yeah. So, hey, Mark. Or something. I forgot who was doing it. I think Mark was doing the voice. One of those. It was funny, doing, though. Yeah. I always love those guys. Those are so funny. Um, next, <coughs> let me uh, get rid of my emphysema. Um, next is the Rizza. None other than the RZA. I know. And uh, I picked this guy because also music nerd, um, music aficionado, just um, overall musical genius um, with sampling, with putting together uh, a team of guys, producing a team of guys, putting together a movement and a cultural uh, phenomenon known as the Wu-Tang Clan and just helping support and be the backbone for 90s hip hop. And, and paving the way for today, um, his nerdy love for comics and uh, sh- um, hung- kung fu movies and all the Shogun Assassin movies. And it just I, I just love nerdy stuff. And I, I like seeing um, people that are creatively successful, like showing you that it's OK to do what you like to do. Yeah. You know, and and the RZA is a prime example of someone who's living their life by their means and doing it the way they want to do it. And I fucking love that. And he's always going to be the Wu Tang was one of the few um, groups that really got me into rap. Yeah, um, they're they're just so very will, diverse group. Yes, and I will always have a blind loyalty for the Wu Tang Clan. Um, I kind of more East Coast loyalty than I do West Coast when it Same. comes to my hip hop, and it's and it's crazy to say. And I love my LA. I love Nipsey Hussle. I love Kendrick. Um, mm-hmm. I love Dr. Dre. Snoop, yeah. But it's just something about that New York grind that shit. just yeah, yeah. gets me, man. Like Bob Deep and Biggie and I don't know, dude. Most F and like. Just so much good shit. Tyler New York Paul was just Lee. tough, dude. Yeah. I think Tlaib was from Philly, wasn't he? It's still East Coast. It might but be that's right. true. You're right. It is East Coast. Um, I'm tripping. But yeah, like I agree. I, I always. Because I was more of a Biggie fan than a Tupac. Not to, like, disrespect Tupac or anything, but I was always more of a of a Biggie fan. Yeah. So, yeah, East Coast was always, like, my thing with, like, Jay-Z and um, Even Kanye. Blackstar, Kanye. Yeah. And oh, yeah, then, Blackstar was good. Um, And then, of course. Onyx was cool. And then, of course, like, you bring down, like, the South, and that's just a co- completely different freaking game out there. Oh, dude. Three six fucking Outcast, Scarface, fucking UGK, Master P, Outcast. Oh, dude, Man. damn, Outcast. All the records are good, but their first three. Oh, like even like AT Aliens or like uh, Southern Playlist Cadillac Music. I have Southern Playlist Cadillac Music on vinyl because Ain't No Thing is a fucking jam. Oh, uh, holy shit, Aquemini. I think oh, that Aquemini one's super good. Such a fucking good album. That's dude. but I think that's like their fourth, and I and that one's so because like the first two are grimy, mm-hmm. and I think that one was right before Stankonia, right? Yeah, it was right before, and I think they they had um, what was uh, it Elevator? Uh, 
Me and you? Is that no, the one that's on that one? They had the uh, Aha, Push That Bush. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the one that's yeah. on that one. Aquanini, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> Dude, I was always a big, big boy fan as well. Like, I, I thought he was super underrated in that group. Because um, mm. Andre definitely took the spotlight. Yeah, um, absolutely. But big boy, man, they're, they're a package. You need both. Yeah. It's like, it's not just... It's not just him. Yeah, because even when they did that uh, album, oh, Speaker Box and the Love Below. Yeah, it, like Love you can, Below was better. Yeah, yeah. Big Big Boys was. I agree. Big Boys album was better. It's just commercial success it went all to Andre on the yeah, Speaker 100. Box. I yeah, mean, absolutely. How can you compete with the pop fucking hit Hey Ya? Oh, dude, phenomenal. I like that song. I didn't like it at the time. Because it was overplayed, and and I remember my animation teacher at the time was so annoying, and he was like singing it. <sighs> Yeah, a balding middle-aged white guy singing Why? "Hey Ya." No, it ruins your life. It's like it makes you consider cutting. <laughs> it really you think you think about it. Um, moving, moving along. Um, Dimebag Daryl, of course, of course, right? price. This should be. I told Steph I was doing a top like up top five. I was doing five guests at dinner, and she, this is one she guessed. Mm-hmm. Um, it was her third guest, to be fair. I did surprise her a little. Oh. But I'm like, yeah, I, I Dimebag, of course. Dimebag was a party animal. He also liked the RZA, musical genius with guitar. I mean, basically an aficionado, like, looked up to guys like Randy Rhodes, um, Eddie Van Halen, and and um, he was um, a, just a musical talent unlike any other. Mm-hmm. When he died, Eddie Van Halen gave him, um, originally he wanted to, he was going to make a guitar for Dime, and it was going to be a replica of the, Van Halen 2 guitar, which was the black and yellow guitar. I don't know if anyone really remembers, but Van Halen 2 was the one with the black and yellow, uh-huh. Frankenstein Strat, and um, that was Dime's favorite. Yeah. So they were going to make him a rec- replica, but when he died, Eddie Van Halen showed up with the actual Van Halen 2 guitar to put in the casket with him when he was buried. Nice. Also, yeah. uh, one of his other f- heroes was Ace Freely from Kiss. Ace was there and gave him a guitar. Nice. But... That was just his like passing. This is how much that guy may- meant to people. Yeah, um, even his heroes. Um, he just was a party animal. I always heard stories like Unearth said they were they went on tour with Damage Plan. I think right before that happened, mm-hmm. and they said that Dime was just drinking with all the metalcore guys like Lamb of God, and it just no one could fuck with him. Like yeah, some people could stay up all night, but for the most part, I think the only people that could hang was half of Nickelback. Of course. From what we've heard. Yeah. And uh, it's just the stories. Every every rock star story I've heard about hanging out with the guy was it was a party. He made you feel like you're family. Um, it was like those are the times when you look back to your 20s and those are the moments you remember when you're yeah, drinking. absolutely, when, dude. When you have that fun, those huggy moments. Hell yeah. You're when, talking about shit. You're a little emotional. You're teetering on on the lovey-dovey emotional, but yeah. the happiness. Yeah. And that's that's what that's you want. That's when your true feelings come right? out, dude. So I know there would be a lot of great conversation. I could ask him. I could pick his brain about all his music, metal, and just have a good time. His life, yeah. You know? Next, this one's a little random. Leonardo da Vinci with Google Translate. Because mm. that is so Italian, I, I can't even, I'm yeah. not going to even understand what the fuck he's talking about. You have to. Random one, right? I'm going, you know why I'm going with him? Very innovative. Was chastised from from religion because he was kind of using science and defying what the norm was. Yeah. I'm picking a lot of people that are kind of black sheep. Yeah, and that's because that's who we relate to the most. And he was so innovative. I mean, arguably one of the biggest innovative, innovative minds of yeah. our time. 
as human beings, you know, and it just to go through his mind, pick his brain um, with Google Translate um, would be amazing, you know, and to just also just ask him like politically what like how do he feels about things? Yeah. I mean, like to just see like what the mindset was 400 years ago versus now. I don't know how long ago it was. I'm not that smart, but you know what I mean? Like yeah, three or 400 years ago, wherever it was when he lived. Um, uh, I think it was like a couple of thousands, actually. Or when was, was it, it that long no, ago? No, no, you're right. No, About four or five hundred years. thousand was Jesus. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. Yeah, hold on. Dude, bro, do you even history, bro? <laughs> Thank God we have Google. Um, last but not least, this is why you don't chug coffee. Mm-hmm. Last but not least, Patrick Swayze. Rest in peace, bro. I had to get an actor on here. I had to get someone I respect. I had to get someone that I wanted to talk to about. I mean, when we were doing the Point Break episode, and I was reading up on the fact that every day after filming, he would choose to electively go skydiving. Yeah. And personally drop, and I think more than once a day. And they said that he kind of became um, a junkie with it. I just, people like that interest the shit out of me. And... He was always like growing up. I mean, he's your mom's crush in the '90s and the '80s, and it was just like he was that guy. I mean, with Roadhouse and you know, in that movie Next to Kin with him and Liam Neeson, mm-hmm. um, he was just the man. I mean, he was an Outsiders, fucking Ghost, uh, Tu Wong Fu, where he was drag queen um, with uh, John Leguizamo and Wesley Snipes. I don't know if anyone remembers that film. Donnie Darko, Donnie Darko. He played the pervert, pervy teacher. teacher. Yeah, dude, it's just. That would be such a killer fucking spread, you know? It just imagining the conversations and 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 then just thinking the whole time, why the fuck am I here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know what you guys are all here, but let's be real. Should I be serving you guys? Like, what am I doing here? Um also, Danny, a little surprised. I'm stereotyping your list. Uh-huh. It's not fair to judge people. Not a single non-white person. Yeah. That's not a knock on you. That's not a knock because what's saying you need to have dinner with Latin people? What's saying you need to have dinner with Chinese people? My list only has, it's four white guys and a black guy. Yeah. Not very diverse either. Yeah. Well. But, but it's, it's, look, we could have, we could have Googled famous people that we resemble, but why do we need to do that? This, this isn't about race mm-hmm. and it shouldn't be. But I think also it's 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 um substance. I think also I don't know that much about these people also. I mean, you know about I can go and look up about Queen Elizabeth, but I haven't done that homework. But it, I, it's perspective on things we don't know, right? Yeah. And like just because I'm white doesn't mean I know what George Carlin and Dimebag and Leonardo da Vinci did. Yeah. No, and it's just kind of like who would I find more interesting? Like, if do I want to hear about like, I don't know, like, I don't know, I'm trying to think like of a Mexican musician. Like, yeah, maybe Juan Gabriel. Yeah. That would have been like one of the guys I I would love to have dinner with, uh, because he was a musical genius. But when I think of musical genius or like people revolutionize, I'm like, oh no, Paul McCartney. I could have said Tom DeLonge. I could have said Mark Hoppus. Yeah, but you but, know what though? You're thinking like I have, I can. I'm getting the list of elite yes list. And this is like, that's when it, and and it's never a race thing. Yeah. Because then it would be weird and racist. Yeah. If we're like, all right, there's not enough, uh, we really got to brown it up. I mean, I said Stone Cold Steve Austin because that dude was just so, he was part of everybody's fucking childhood, especially our generation. 
I love I love your list. I think you did a good job. I love yours, dude. Explaining it. Yeah, hell yeah. And Patrick Swayze, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. He's it's, the man. And like at first I was looking at your list and I, I was judging it because, you know, I'm a judgmenty little asshole. We all are. Of course. But I, I definitely know how I am. And uh, I'm, I'm glad I heard you out instead of being the typical dick where I've just got something to fucking say. You know what? I'm not the only person with thoughts and I need to just let people be who they are. So mm-hmm. I appreciate your list. And I actually respect it more than I did originally because I shut the fuck up and listened to what you had to say. You're like, wait. You're like, okay, well, this one actually makes more sense now. See what happens when you just listen, people? It's just better. And that, I think, is the perfect way to end this week's episode. I think so, too. Thanks for listening. We will see you guys next week. And please be careful of tsunamis. Go Niners. That's true. Later. (laughs) 